Justine Tejada is a former professional basketball player, author, and empowered dad. Despite all the obstacles that stand in his way, Dean continues to overcome with a determined heart and passionate soul, and that is what makes him the inspiring individual that he is today. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of In Love With Me, where we feature inspiring individuals who share their amazing stories. I am your host, Mafe Yunon Velasco, and for this series, our topic is finding your why. For this episode, we have an empowered man, former professional basketball player, and now an author to motivate us to take action. So without further ado, let me introduce you and welcome our really good friend, um, amazing Eugene Tejada. Hi, Gene. Hello. How are hello, you guys? Hello. Mafe, it's been too long. I know. I Tell me about it. In forever. Too long. They get it's too long too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on. Definitely. Thank you for having me on. Why wouldn't I have it's you long on? Long overdue. I know you asked me a while ago. But it's okay, you know, um, things happen for a reason. It's always perfect timing. So I'm just glad that you're on here and we're able to catch up and then also share your unique story, Jean. You know, I have known you for many years and I think we, we both came to the Philippines around the same time, uh, tried to pursue, um, you know, an opportunity here in the Philippines. And of course, you have a very, very unique story to tell and share to everyone. So uh, before I ask you actually, uh, you know, all the amazing um, updates and news that you have been through and are going through lately, let's talk about, of course, the, you know, the time that you had somewhat of a, uh, an off experience. So let's talk about Mother's Day 2006. Can you share a little bit of, about that with everyone? Yeah, Mother's Day 2006 was the day my life changed forever. Um, some would say bad for the worst, but I actually found the good in all of it. Um, it was Mother's Day 2006. We were playing Red Bull, and I was on the Pure Foods Chunky Giants. And uh, it was just a routine play. Someone shot the ball. I got the rebound. Once I got the rebound... I kind of fell on the floor and someone fell on top of me and broke my C5, C6, which left me paralyzed instantly. And it felt like an electric shock just hit my whole body and it felt like my hands were at the bottom of my feet. My feet were by my ears and everything just turned off. And uh, a sense of fear came in because I knew something was really wrong and uh, I couldn't feel a thing. And I was left paralyzed on the floor for about 45 maybe to an hour there was no ambulance there on site and you know when you have a spinal cord injury uh, every second counts towards my healing so that was uh that was heartbreaking but yeah i broke my neck and basically was paralyzed from the neck from the neck down and many people don't realize that you just don't walk that everything actually turns off your whole body is gone all, all i can remember was 
just my eyeballs moving at that time. So that that was probably the scariest experience of my life for sure. And I remember too, you know, guys, um, for the people who are living outside of the Philippines, uh, that was in Yanares, which was a gym really far away from the city, up in the hills. And you know, Jean was uh, you know on on the basketball court, and uh, there was uncertainty, I believe. And um, all of us, as your good friends, we found out the news and rushed to the hospital, waited for you there. And I still remember, you know, you asking Nick and I, or especially Nick, that what are they doing to you? Do you remember that? And all we yeah, saw well, was. Uh, um. Yeah, and to men not to mention there was also a typhoon. So it yeah. took a little extra time to get to me. And then, as you said, Antipolo was like tucked high in the mountains in Manila. So we had to work our way back down. And uh, I, I was really upset that all my friends and a lot, some fans, and so uh, were there before I was. And, but uh, when I saw you guys' faces, who's, I can, from the top of my head, who can I remember that was there? You guys, I think Jeff, Carriasso, Aussie, for sure, Harmy and Jim, and Alex Compton, and uh, that when seeing you guys was a sense that I had a sense like, okay, I'm not alone. But what's gonna happen to me? Am I ever gonna play again? And uh, I was always thinking about, am I ever gonna play again? Because my first few years in the PBA wasn't great. I uh, went to the Philippines with high dreams and, you know, wanted to be a star right away, but it didn't happen like that. I actually, for the first time in my life ever, sat on the bench and actually did not play in a few games, which was hard to handle. So when I was on Pure Foods and part of a championship contending team and, uh, you know, I'm a, start, I'm a starter, and I just knew my career was just taking off. It was probably like the best three, four, five months of my career, or even living in the Philippines with basketball, and all of it was just taken away in an instant. And you know, just leading up to my next question for you, and you pretty much shared it that um, some would think that that day was the worst day of your life, or or whatnot. But to you, you're sharing now that it's actually changed your life for the good. So, you know, just from before that accident, I know that you were very honest in your book, which we will talk about later on, um, about the failures in your life. You know, the failure is the biggest teacher in our lives. And can you share um, a failure that has defined your journey before the accident? Um, before the accident? No, but I think the, my biggest failure was putting everything in basketball my identity my time my effort um not to mention i was struggling in school with dyslexia and adhd and i had a hard time concentrating so i never really tried too hard in school or yeah i just basically put everything in basketball and uh with that accident happening like it stripped me away and i i, I basically lost my identity i didn't know who i was outside of become of a basketball player and then once i got hurt i became injured basically uh a person in a wheelchair and that became my identity and i think for me i think once i 
I realized it was taken away. It's like, I started to realize like, who am I? And I didn't know that. And I think the biggest failure for me is like, I should have figured out who I was when everything was taken away, whether my health, you know, just anything, who are you actually, when you take away every single accolade, every single achievement, who are you? And I think so often we, we stay so busy and don't think about who we really are. And like, instead of just a moment, we don't think about eternity or the longevity of life. Because yeah. basketball is only actually maybe what, on average, great career, maybe five, six years, if you're really good, maybe pull it out to eight to maybe 12. And if you're lucky, like some people we know, even your husband played to like 20 <laughs> years, right? I know. Um, and I, you know what I'm saying? And I think we, it, we just get so busy with ourselves that we numb ourselves and we don't realize longevity of life, like eternity. And uh, yeah, I think that was probably the biggest mistake. And, uh, and then there's always work to be done. And sometimes when you, you know you have things like trauma or like me being a dyslexic and having learning disabilities, I didn't address those things early. Yeah. I kind of just put everything in basketball because that's what I was good at. That's what I was getting known, uh, known for all around the Bay Area and all around the Filipino community was I was being known for basketball and nothing outside of that. And I just put all my eggs in that basket of becoming a basketball player and not realizing that it could be taken away. And when you're young, you feel invincible and you feel like nothing can ever happen to you. But it happened to me in the worst way. I've never even broken a bone, finger, or anything. And the first thing I ever broke was my neck, which that's crazy enough. So I think that is my biggest failure, is putting too much emphasis in a sport that can be easily taken away and not focusing on uh, eternity or a longevity of a life, because uh, life is precious. And uh, I'm glad I'm still alive because that ambulance ride too, from uh, Inars to um, Makati Medical Center, uh, I was vomiting in the yeah. in the ambulance, and like I said, you, I can't walk, but you, I also couldn't breathe. My lungs was paralyzed, and I wasn't able to blow out the vomit. And that whole ride, I thought, am, am I gonna die in here? Mm -hmm. did, did basketball just kill me? And um, but I saw, I just thought of all the people like you, friends, family, fans, especially my parents, my brother and my sister, that I, I can't die like this. So everything in me, I tried to spit the vomit out as even if I, because even with me choking, um, that was probably another scary experience all happened that moment. And you know, with you describing that, and, and guys, again, we'll talk about um, Gene's book later, but I had a sneak peek of it and just what he shared, it was very detailed and I even got teary eyed because, you know, Gene is a brother and a family to my family. And just having you experience that at that moment, you know, it's something that we do not wish for anyone. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, Gene, you are able to share your story now. Um, you know, you just don't know how much we care about you and love you. And this is amazing on where you are at this point. Um, but just going back again, you know, um, connecting from the, the failures and now talking about um, self-doubt. You know, 
back then, going back again as an athlete, or even when you were younger, you know, as a young athlete, did you ever question yourself? And I know you, you touched on a little bit. Um, and when you did question yourself, how did you feel and how did you overcome it? Uh, I think when I went to the Philippines uh, and I had self-doubt, I have a lot of self-doubt because I, as I mentioned earlier, it was the first time I had ever been benched or not in the rotation of a basketball team. And it was kind of embarrassing, uh, but yet humbling. But what got me out of that was community, really. Uh, I mean, meeting people in Manila, especially we called ourselves the circle. And it was me, uh, Jimmy Alapong, LJ Moreno, Harvey Carey, and Rich Harden. They were my my family, and they were my community that lifted me up and kept pushing me and kept saying, you got this, you know you can play. And they kept, we worked out together, we lived together, and we just became a family. And they just kept pouring into me and saying, just be patient, you're gonna get your chance. You're gonna get your chance. So I think community was the biggest part. And also, you know, my brothers and sister who call in and tell me they still love me regardless of all that. Uh, like regardless of if I'm not playing and not being well known and just, you know, feeling worthless for a team that I didn't get the opportunity to show my skills. But I think definitely community and you have to surround yourself with people that will lift you up and not tear you down. So true. So true. And we have to say hi, Harv. He is watching you right now, Gene. He said, my brother, Tree Hero. Yeah, he's, he's watching you. <laughs> okay, so. I don't, see, I don't see that comment. Oh, there he is. There's my dog. <laughs> my boy is deeper than the Pacific Ocean, boy. We had some deep talks together in Manila. My short time there, but that short time there, um, we became, we were like brothers, like, we known each other our whole lives, and uh, till this day, he is he is one that always checks up on me, and makes sure I'm I'm okay, and I, I love him for that. He's he's never left my side, and I, I wrote that in my book. Like so many, you think you have a lot of friends, but when adversity hits, you your real friends really show up. And Jimmy, Harv, our friends back home, you guys really stepped up and uh, lifted me up when I I, I was really down in the dark. And I uh, didn't see a light out, but you guys kept me afloat, kept me afloat. Thank you. Love you, Harv. <laughs> and I guess that leads me into your inner strength. I mean, um, it does take a lot of courage and patience and also thick skin to be where you were. And at the same time, also now. So do you agree that, um, you know, individuals like yourself or ones that want to go into the pro athlete world or even become an author or you know like for you now you're a family man um do you agree that you have to have the inner strength and a thick skin to be able to live the life of what god has given us yeah i i, I talk a lot about it in my book about um i was a people pleaser right so i wanted to please everyone but luckily I didn't live in a day and age where social media yeah. was, uh, when I was playing, social media wasn't around and uh, Twitter. So I, I had thick skin. I had to build thick skin around my teammates because you know, with the 
you know, locker room humor and jabbing and stuff, stuff like that. You have to build thick skin. Um, but yeah, I, I think God, I wasn't in social media because you need to, if you're going to enter a sport or a career where you're going to be out in the public, just remember, you can't please everyone and everyone's not going to like you regardless how hard you try. Not everyone's going to like you. So you definitely have to build thick skin. Um, but that's, I feel that's a lot of, uh, is it, what's the word projecting they're, mm. they're hurting, so they need to make someone else feel hurt. Not necessarily because of you, you, they're hurt. So, you know what I mean? Maybe they're jealous that I'm actually on the team, regardless if I'm playing or not. They're sitting at home with their Cheeto fingers, trying to type in their computer, talking about like, oh, you don't even play. But I guarantee you they wish they were in your spot. That's so true, you know. Um, and like you said, we or you were lucky you were in an era with, you know, the social media and things like that. But we are now. And I think it's very timely that you are voicing out your story, voicing out, you know, your, your, um, your, the challenges that you went through and how you overcame it. Um, but how important is it um, to stand out, you know? My next question is for those who want to enter the pro athlete world or be an author like you, what do you think they can do to separate themselves in order to stand out? I guess in a, to, add, to add to that in a positive light. Uh, you need to have some grit, you know, you need to work hard when you don't feel like it. You need to be self-motivated. You need to, you know, just have that grit to continue regardless of the outcome. And I think that's helped me today. Uh, even when I got hurt, you know, the doctors told me I have 4% chance to ever walk. Right. So I could, I could have easily sat back and said, no, or I could have easily sat, sat back and said, okay, I'm not even going to try 4% chance. There's no way I can, I'm ever going to heal. But I, I had the grit and the fortitude to keep going. And, uh, I beat the doctor's odds. I, I'm able to walk with crutches. Granted, they only gave me a 4% chance to heal, but I think I'm all the way up to maybe 65 to 70, and I'm just going to let God take over the rest and heal me all the way. I mean, I still have faith that I will be healed 100%, but I think I only can do so much, so I have to lean on someone else, and I think I leaned on, I'm le I know I'm leaning on my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who, who I found through this whole ordeal, to help me get through there, get that extra 100%. Um, and I think it takes a lot of grace. You need a lot of grace with yourself to understand you're not perfect. Yeah. You're gonna make mistakes. Things aren't gonna go your way. And to stand out, did you ask a question about standing out? Yeah, uh, I asked that earlier on how can they stand, up, stand uh, out in a positive light. Uh, be an author or an athlete. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, just to be unique, be you. There's only one you. And stop mm -hmm. trying to follow everyone else. Uh, and that was my big problem when I first got hurt. I keep forgetting that I'm paralyzed, but I keep comparing my life to like your husband's, to Jimmy's, Harv's, thinking, oh, I wish I'm, I'm a failure because. Uh, I'm not playing basketball anymore, but I'm paralyzed. My my wins got to be super small. My wins gonna be like feeding myself, tying my shoe, you know, getting into bed, getting out of bed from into my wheelchair. 
I couldn't, mm -hmm. you can't, you gotta stop comparing yourself and you have to be unique and be yourself. And stop comparing totally. to others, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I totally agree with that, uh, Gene. You know, I think it's also very timely because, you know, the, the Bible um, that I read today, the verse, um, it's Exodus 14, 14. Do you know that verse? It's no, letting God, the top of my head. but it's like letting God and he'll, you know, he's there to fight for you. You know, you just have to let sure. him be part of your life. And I feel as though this verse just really um, resonates to what we're talking about, your story, your journey. And, you know, um, now that you're an author and I know I'm so excited for you to share this to everyone. Can you share a little bit on um, why? Why do you think it's the right time for you to share your book right now? And what can they be excited about uh, reading this? Um, I think this uh, book is perfect for right now, especially with the quarantine. Actually, the quarantine actually helped me tap into all the healing because we were just you're just stuck here at home. And uh, this is actually my third time trying to write this book. The first time uh, I, was, I tried to write the book was in, it was just basically to tell the story of what happened to me from youth to the present time of when I was trying to write it. And it had a lot of hurt and jealousy in those pages. And I, I don't think that was what I wanted to represent. And the second one was like, I wrote it and then people would always come up to me and just say, oh, you're such an inspiration. You're such an inspiration. So I, I'm just like, for what? Sitting in the wheelchair and getting hurt? How am I an inspiration? Uh, and this awful thing happened to me. So then I pretended in my head to write all these stories where I felt like I was an inspiration and like actually, I was actually doing the work, but not really feeling, you know, not just not really feeling it like i was feeling like i was an imposter and uh, i think during this pandemic i found my true authentic self it was actually happened the, the beginning of starting writing this book and the pandemic actually helped finish it was uh, about two years ago on my birthday september 24th at the same time as uh, the pre-order release was um like for two nights in a row i was having these visions of like me being trapped, um, me being trapped either in my wheelchair, just feeling like a prisoner in my wheelchair, but all this baggage was on top of me. And another vision was a light, like I was the light and I had all these, all this stuff on me, but only a glimmer of these lights would shine. So then I realized all these false selves I was carrying that I had to be shed and heal from all the trauma that I was actually still living in and i have not let go and i think through these pages i talk about letting go of my baggage and seeing what and letting god actually enter and letting his identity become my identity and let his story be my story and i think this is how my book came about and it i it finished finally and i'm ready to release and i think this is my authentic self through jesus christ who saved me Amazing, Jane, you know, we're so proud of you. Um, congratulations, I know it, it will be a success. And like I said, I mentioned earlier, you know, I had a teaser of 
having read the book and just getting to know what Gene has expressed on his uh, his book. And wow, you have really put the walls down. You have really found um, an inspiration to other stories that relates to yours. And I think that's the best um, guidance for the youth right now. Would you think? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I think a message I would say to the youth is like, God, you know, God's grace has call, calls us to submit. Yeah. And it offers us true freedom like we've never known. And I didn't realize that till my, maybe two, three years ago, I would always say I was a Christian, but actually submitting and just letting him take over brings true freedom because now fear is gone. And I, and I talk about it a lot about it in the book, like all these, all the stuff that I had to let go and I go into detail and talking about it, not only in a biblical sense, but also in a scientific, secular kind of media or articles. So it's not just all, you know, God. I, I, I point out why God is so much more important than all the others. And, and you know, you things like that um, I remember reading your book is just relating. You really related to the youth. You really related to their feelings and their emotions, you know. Um, <laughs> I know there's something that my children will be inspired by. Regardless, they, they love you and are inspired by you anyways. And, you know, I do have to thank you. And I think Nick is thanking you here too from the time that you took care of us. Guys, imagine that. Uh, when Nick and I decided to move to the States, Nick was given an opportunity to play in Malaysia. And of course, you know, I was left there alone with the kids and I worked and, and things like that. And then I was able to visit Nick for a little while and Jean was just there for me, for the kids. Um, Nick said that he owes you, I think, a lifetime of McDonald's <laughs> all the times you oh, bought yeah. some. <laughs> well, I was, uh, oh my gosh. It gave, me a head, it gave me a little head start on what carpool life would be when I pick up <laughs> my kids. I had no idea how to, you know, you know, they get out of school and you know, I'm like, I remember when I was got out of school, I'd be starving. And I would just look at them, <laughs> oh, they're starving. You guys want something to eat? But they, the, the crazy thing I knew, and they didn't hesitate. It was like, yeah, okay, let's go. So could oh, no, it was good. It was good. It was, it was great. I mean, I, I think you said I was there for you, but you guys don't understand. You, need, I, uh, you were there for me as well. I mean, I missed the Philippines so much when I got hurt. I missed out on a lot. I saw a lot of my friends get married. I saw a lot of my friends get their... Um, accolades and notoriety where I kept wishing for that. But when you guys came home, it, it, it meant a lot, it, you know, cause I missed the Philippines and you were part of, you were, you, you brought a little bit of the Philippine poem, same with Rob Duwat and, and the spirit you have, you have, you've had on a few times, I think. Um, just anything from the Philippines that moved back to the Bay, I was like all for it. <laughs> well, you, you'll have more. I mean, a lot of the family or a lot of our friends are moving there to be with you. But regardless, Jane, well, you know, I'm you all have the way in Arkansas. now. Hey? Say that again. I said, um, regardless, you have Say a family of now. Oh, yes, yes. After I got hurt and I realized I never wanted, I was never going to play again, 
the one thing I asked from God was, I only want a family, a wife that would love me with all my limitations and then children, because you know, when you're injured, everything kind of shuts off. So you're scared, will I ever have children? You know, because some things don't work, you know what I mean, TMI, but yes, you know, but I'm so blessed. And uh, I, I think I talk about it a lot with my wife, like, is there anything else you would want? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I'm so content with my life. I wrote this book not to make any money. It's just kind of share the story. I think God has told me to share my story and maybe it might help one person. If it helps that one person, then it was all worth it. And uh, I'm just trying to be in his will. And I think this is what God wants me. Actually, I know this is what God wants me because he's, he's been nudging at me for so long. And I just put my insecurities and fears ahead of that. And that's part of the baggage I was talking about. Even right now, being back in the public eye or being doing interviews again, yeah. this, this is outside of my comfort zone because I realized through my healing process, I was a very insecure person. So all those masks when you saw me in Manila doing those interviews, that was not really me. So, Well, you found your why. You found your purpose. And I know God, ever since I you were even when you were born, he already had a plan for you. And it's so amazing that now you are realizing sure. what that plan is. And, you know, our, our topic is finding your why. I mean, it, it pretty much shows me, you know, your glow and why you're so happy is because your connection, your relationship with God is so strong. I mean, is there anything else that, you know, uh, you can share on how you found your why or what is your why and what inspires you to keep pursuing it? Um, my why actually is being in God's will uh, and just listening to him and letting him guide my footsteps. He's the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. And I'm just going to take each step. Uh, I don't know what the future holds, but whatever God tells me to do, I'm I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And obviously my kids, I want to leave a legacy for my kids. Uh, I've always wanted to leave a legacy and I thought it was going to be around basketball, but maybe it's for me to make them into shoulder, shoulder, shoulders for Christ. And uh, they might carry what I'm starting right now to further, to further the kingdom of God. And uh, I think that's my why building up for my sure. soldiers with with my little girl on the way. Yes. So I'll have three. Yeah. Congratulations, Jean. And you will love this baby girl because you can even ask Nick. Oh, I oh my know. Gosh. Out of all our kids, you know, sorry guys, but yeah, I think she's the favorite. We definitely found <laughs> but you will have your found baby favorite girl. The Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is exactly um, what we wanted. I mean, the first, the first, we got a boy, which I wanted, but two boys. God gave us two of them. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when you came to visit, and then we got to meet your twins, like, you know, you wowed us. You wowed us as a dad. We were like, wow, Gene grew up. <laughs> you know, and you're like, sorry guys, I have to go put yeah. them to bed because we have well, a schedule. Knew. I'm just like, go for it. <laughs> You know, you knew me back in my young 20 days. days. We don't yeah. even talk about it. Yes. But it's part of we your journey. Grow. You know, exactly. Yes, and sure. 
you have totally blossomed into an amazing man and um i do want everyone to have a copy of your book uh, maybe you could share now where they can find it um and like you uh, said it will releasing when oh uh, actually my birthday two years from that vision i had i was talking about um so it'll be on pre-order on september 24th my birthday so if you guys want to buy me a gift go ahead and buy my book <laughs> And then uh, it will be on Amazon and uh, all digital platforms. It will be on iBook, Kindle, uh, yeah, all digital platforms. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out how or what I should do with the Philippine audience. I'm sure they would love to know more about what happens after the accident. And uh, I think everyone kind of knows what happened. I'm pretty sure I'm the worst accident in PBA history. So. Yeah, I would like to give them a little hope. Mm -hmm. So we'll figure out sure. about the Philippines. I think. Go ahead. For sure, Jean. I'm sure that when um, you're able to, you're in the family and we'll be here in the Philippines. And perhaps we can do like a book signing or, you know, just to share your story that way. Um, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm going to be supporting you on that. So, guys, watch out for Jean. I'm claiming it now, maybe in a year. Maybe in a year and a half, you'll come back. Maybe, and, maybe uh, two, because we're about to have a girl, and then we don't know what that's going to look like. So, yeah. Exactly. Or we could even do it through a webinar where he can For share sure. his story with, uh, you know, uh, many groups of people here in the Philippines who want to <laughs> ask more questions or, you know, just have uh, this one-on-one. -on -one. But then again, guys, you know, I will have Gene's social media handle and his, you know, um perhaps website uh in the future where you can reach out to him and ask more questions or get to know him more um i'm sure he's more than happy to give you more advice and answer your questions there but uh before we wrap up gene maybe you can uh invite everyone again and give your shout outs to all these people who are tuned in watching you on facebook on kumu thank you guys uh this is really an episode that you should uh, be tuned in because this man is amazing. Go ahead, Jane. So first of all, thank you everyone for taking the time to listen. Uh, uh, please go buy my book. Hopefully uh, it will bless you in some way um, as it blessed me actually writing it and actually healing from all the past traumas I, uh, that I went through. Um, but I just want to shout out uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It would not be possible without him because I let him enter my life and he actually healed me from the inside out and I'm just waiting for the manifestation of my 30% 35% healing so I can be 100% whole again uh, I want to thank my wife for being patient with me and loving me even with all my limitations uh, she's my rock when I need her she is there for me and my two little boys I love you and my baby girl. Can't wait to meet you. Um, my mom and dad back uh, in California. I want to say hi and actually to James and my sister Dana. Hello. Oh, Mark Chan. Thank you. Mm -hmm. he's, he's the co-writer of this book. This for sure would not happen without him. He, uh, he made it come alive for sure. And then obviously the circle, Jimmy, Harvey, Rich, LJ, and all my fans and friends in Manila, thank you to you and your husband, uh, to all my family in Batangas, my auntie Ina, who was at the hospital every day 
after I got hurt and uh, she was my guardian angel guiding the doctors on or authorizing the doctors to do whatever to save me. Um, and the jerk crew, you know, Edmer, John, JR, Romel, I love you guys. And I think that's it. Who else am I? And everybody else. Might be some people, be, but I'm sorry. Uh, I, lo I love you. <laughs> but regardless, guys, Jean, on behalf of Jean, thank you so much for already claiming um, a copy of his book in your home. I know your children or maybe your friends' children will be inspired by it, especially now everybody's homeschooling, guys. This is a book that you need to have in your house or even in your gadgets because it is also available on ebook. Um, just like what Jean uh, mentioned earlier. And again, Jean, I just want to say thank you for your time. And I know, like you said, this is not your comfort zone, but I feel as though this is God's calling for you to really show your face again in this uh, glow that you have right now. So um, hi to the family. Um, Andrea, your beautiful wife. We appreciate you. you and love you for taking care of our brother. And of course, you know, your sons, they are amazing. And we can't wait to see you guys again. Of course, your baby girl. So with that said, guys, again, Jean, do you have anything, last words to share? Or you're good? No, uh, this, this was fun. Uh, hope that I'll be on again. Yeah, for sure. And watch out for Gene, guys, because he will be more in uh, many more platforms to uh, promote his book and share his story. And I'll make sure that I will share it here on Mafia Management and also MMC Productions so that you guys can be tuned in for those uh, features and interviews. And thank you again, everyone. So I leave you with this. Actions speak louder than words, and thank you for tuning in in this episode of In Love With Me. Love you, Jean. Love you. Thank you for listening In Love With Me series.